which, uh, you know, genetic information is being taken. But my most important question about hearing that and also experiencing firsthand those experiences, what what is it that makes our material so incredibly important? And it is this understanding that our DNA is not just the immediate information that governs the physical body. It is what is in the junk DNA, which we still have yet to understand how to read, that provides a snapshot, uh, snapshot into what is occurring galactically, interdimensionally in the other levels of our expression of this, uh, you know, multidimensional body. And so this is kind of like the currency. It's the currency of the past. It's the currency of the present. It is what is exchanged is that information. And more so than that, that you got to accentuate the positive. Wow! I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just bad, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? Hello and welcome to another show, Accentuating the Positive with Karen Swain. As always, wonderful to be with you again. Look who I have on the show today, Geraldine Orozco. Welcome to the show, Geraldine. Hi, Karen. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, welcome. It's been it's been a sort of delayed thing. We've been talking about it for a while now, and it's, we're finally getting it together. So it's great. Geraldine is one of the co-hosts for the upcoming Higher Self Online Expo that uh, Zane Daniel created, and she's also one of the speakers. But Geraldine has an absolutely fascinating life story, and which we're going to go into today. Ooh, I'm excited about this conversation. <laughs> So she's a busy so it's in the afternoon I said to her how's your day been she said really busy and it's five o'clock in the afternoon for Geraldine it's morning here in, in Sydney Australia and I said well you look very refreshed for having a busy day at the end of the day that's good energy work energy work there you go but let me read you a little bit about Geraldine's story and we're going to get into her story and we're going to talk about some of the things some of the information she brings through as well as well as her story because I know that you've presented one or two times at the higher self expo we've presented everywhere like you've presented at many conferences and stuff and you've got a lot to teach people about consciousness science DNA uh, multidimensionalism healing all of it Geraldine is an intuitive DNA reprogrammer and ascension coach. And on October 15, 2013, Geraldine experienced a vivid abduction where she recounts being taken on board a ship, meeting tall greys who showed her eight hybrid children, along with a string of intriguing information. This experience activated her psychic abilities when she, you know, fell back to earth, came back to earth. Upon her return, Geraldine realized this experience also resided in a hypersensitivity to the human electromagnetic field. Remind me, I want to ask you about that because I don't know what that is and it fascinates me. 
this discovery initiated a journey to find the truth about what happened. So she reached out to hypnotherapists to undergo regression sessions. What she found was way more than she was prepared to remember at that time. Her first hypnotherapy was in June 2017 and it resulted in the discovery of repeated abductions and contact originating in childhood and why she was taken at such an early age. During these regression sessions, Geraldine is surprised that she starts channeling information regarding the universe and ancient DNA alterations here on planet Earth. She has a second regression in 2017, November, where she goes into each abduction in order to understand the reasons behind the hybridization programs here and how they operate the programs amongst humans in addition to learning about her own origins she found out her participation in these human hybridization programs resulted in 24 hybrid children have you got any earth children like children that you no 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 earth children just just 24 (laughs) it's huge right today Geraldine provides insights into how DNA is the currency of the past present and future and how consciousness plays an important role she's dedicated to the dissemination of knowledge of the hybridization programs and research of, of the commonly held dogma of the human genetic timeline historical records and human structure Geraldine's story is part of a 16-time award-winning documentary called Extraordinary, The Seedling, which focuses on the human ET hybridization program. I was just saying to Geraldine before, I've seen that movie, and we're going to go into what's happening because it doesn't have to be this sort of like horror story, does it? I mean, it can be terrifying from our human perspective, but when we look at it from a higher perspective, there's protocols and there's agreements in place. She's also a radio host and a artist, international speaker, YouTuber, and obviously the co-host of the Higher Self Expo, founder of higherhealing.com, founder of hybridmother.com international, which is a research and support group for experiences, hybrid parents, and interdimensional phenomena. And you can also find Geraldine at geraldineorosco.com you got a lot going on honey (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you for getting through that Karen that's amazing that's not all of it there's so much more here but I'm not going to (laughs) go so you're doing you're also doing hypnotherapy you're also a hypnotherapist yes you're a linguistic programmer yeah okay so at the time like in 2013 you were a you're an artist, weren't you? You're a creative person. Well, no, I, I actually started to paint after a near-death experience two wow. years ago, just all of a sudden, okay? But um, I was in the creative expressions. I, I was an event planner for many years. I used to design and bake and create chocolate sculptures and art right. and all kinds of things like this, uh, doing very high-end weddings. And, and I had my own company. And alongside of that, I funded Bay Area Meditation, So I had those two companies for about 12 years and, um, you know, throughout my entrepreneurial, uh, you know, experiences, I, I realized how incredible meditation was for all areas of your life, not just success, but, you know, your mental well-being. And I decided to learn under a shaman some 
meditation techniques. And that's kind of what launched me into this inquiry about healing the self. I had recently lost a partner in 2009 who passed away and I was baffled. You know, the questions that started to come in were, why do these bad things happen to good people? That was the idea, right? If I'm doing everything that society is asking for me, doing all these things, showing up, and yet these things happen, why? So I began to question and I realized really early on that I didn't understand the meaning of love. I actually had no idea what that meant. And through meditation, I began to find that I was deprogramming all of these programs that I had taken on from childhood, from uh, family, religion, culture, all these ideas that made up who I was. And I realized I did not know who I was. And I think that's what led on. And in 2013, I believe I reached a certain first level of that kind of deprogramming where I had this contact experience. And it was completely conscious, taken out of my bedroom on board craft by six tall grays. And I have to tell you that my paradigm was shattered at that moment because I didn't really believe in ETs at that time. I didn't even consider them, right? So it was pretty impressive. And as I'm being brought into the craft, I'm shown this incredible holographic technology. And I see my aunt on the craft in her pajamas right in front of me. And it wasn't until later, years later, that in 2017, when I became public with my contact experience, that my aunt also mentioned being taken that same night in October in 2013. And she actually ended up in the hospital after that experience, just because she became ill. She was having trouble integrating the experience. And it was very powerful. So I began to realize there was a connection there. And I think the most interesting part of that was that I was introduced to these eight little lights and from those eight lights manifested these four children that recognized me as their mother and I recognized them as mine. And the exchange was so powerful that I began to question how I hadn't remembered them and memories started to surface that I had held them, take cared for them at different times, being uh, even giving uh, births or, you know, having them extracted from my body. All of these memories started to arise as I connect with them. And I began to try to link my human life with what, what was happening to me in that moment. And it was just so difficult because I was thinking, who do I connect with? Should I call the police? Should I call the hospital? What part of the government handles this? Who is my support system for these situations? You know, and um, just going through that process of meeting them, I was also shown the matrix. I was shown the structure of our reality. And I was made to experience for the first time what it felt like to be in a state of unity with all things. And at the same time, not attached to any form or identity of any kind. And that was so powerful. Um, And as a result of that experience, I find myself, this happened at 3.33 exactly in the morning. And I was brought back at 6.15 in the morning. And I'm waking up at the edge of my bed, hanging upside down, the bottom of my pants dirty, my mark on my arm with three dots. And um, on Monday, when I get back to the office, I have this incredible ability to see the multidimensional body. My client walks in and all I see is these lights, these cords, these energies around her. And I can feel and hear her thoughts Uh, you know, so vividly. And it took like three months to really be able to 
accept that and even go out in public because it was I was like so sensitive to everything around me. So yeah, yeah which comes back to that thing that I wanted to ask you about hypersensitivity to the human electromagnetic field. So what does that mean exactly? Like, yeah. yeah. So we are more electrical in, mm-hmm. in a sense. We are these incredibly complex organisms that function more in a holographic sense mm-hmm. than actually what we believe is this physical matter. Mm-hmm. And every single one of your cells down to the molecular level is oscillating to create a toroidal field. It creates a network that intercommunicates with one another. And through quantum non-locality, we are intercommunicating from all our systems, not just the physical, but multidimensional aspects of ourselves. Our organs have an, an, an electromagnetic field. The heart is actually the largest of those fields. So we are affecting and interacting with our environment through these fields. But most of us are not aware of that because we are very much engaged in the physical. And so we, some, we often, we lose our ability to tune in to this other sense that we have, this extrasensory aspect of ourselves. And so this is not something special, really. Anybody can activate this ability. If you meditate and you begin to activate your intuition, you can tap into these senses where you begin to pick up Uh, empathic people are born this way. They have a sensitivity to people's thoughts, emotions, energies, the way that they feel. And so what happened is that the veil was ripped open from one day to the next for me. And I could just not only see what they were seeing in their mind, their thoughts, their emotions, their memories began to feel in their body what they were holding on to. And of course, you know, that's what I utilize now in my healing sessions, training people to learn how to access that information that I can see and allow them to see and experience what that feels like. Yeah. Look, I, you know, have you ever seen the movie Powder? I believe I have a long time oh. ago, but I can't remember what, what, tell me what the so, reference is. You know, the, the story goes that the mother is killed during childbirth and this, this, this um, albino baby is born and the father thinks it's hideous and runs away. And oh. the, um, <laughs> the grandparents bring up his child and, and they basically lock him in the um, basement because he's ex extraordinary so he's completely hairless and Mm -hmm. he holds this electromagnetic frequency where lightning chases him so they've got all these bolts on the roof so that the lightning doesn't get him and he kind of finds it hard to go outside because electricity follows him and wow has this ability to manipulate the energy fields and he's Mm -hmm. completely intuitive and empathic and he can read everybody's thoughts he's just He's wow. just like he's you, right? But if without without Thank hair. Yeah. Thank God I have some hair left. <laughs> and uh, he's so, um, he, the reason he has no hair is because his electrical grid is so heightened uh-huh. that the hair yeah. just fizzles. Mm-hmm. You know, the hair can't grow. So, um, yeah, and I've spoken to other dual souls or, you know, people identifying as, being connected to their et oranges origins and and coming to earth through that lineage and they've uh what was her name i'm forgetting it's gonna come back to me and she said you know she'd walk past like lights would sort of in the street would go and clocks would go and so there's a different electromagnetic field so when you said you were sensitive to the human electromagnetic field 
did you find your field was different also like yes. NDEs talk about this too that can't wear a watch and electrical instruments of work funny around you and Exactly. Well, it's really interesting. I mean, what's occurring when we have contact experience is that we're literally entering into another dimensional plane. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the body has to readjust really quickly to that. We're, when we're usually in the lower senses and heavier emotions, our vibration is very, it's different. It's a slower wavelength. And so it's more heavier. When we raise the vibrational frequency, we begin to move faster. And so we can align at least a little better to these higher dimensional planes. Right. And of course, technology responds to that because mm -hmm. it also has its own electrical, you know. And so um, what's interesting, what you mentioned about the hairless being is that it really speaks to this being, this powder man that you're you're talking about being on a whole another dimensional plane. I mean, his vibrational frequency was just different. And it reminds me very much of the grays. I mean, the mm. grays are hairless. Mm. A lot of these beings are hairless in that they're sustaining a different kind of magnetic field. So I think that our physical bodies are adjusting. And um, well, anyway, there's a lot of, of back story to that as well. I mean, we look at the Buddhists and the monks that practice removing their hair as well right. um, to represent, you know, letting go of these physical or more sexual uh, animalistic aspects of the human body, which is interesting. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so so it, what happened is that it allowed me to see things, not just in my client's body, but in my own body where I was stagnant in my programming, where I had uh, pains, sufferings, not just from this lifetime, but I began to deprogram all my lifetimes up until the very beginning of time. And by the time that I got to 2017 and I was coming to uh, do a hypnotherapy session, I've, it reached the level of neutrality that I began to download some of this information about the origins of life seeding on this planet. Of course, as, as we know, time is not linear. It's more of a sphere. So just you're, you're simply accessing all of these fragments of yourself that are made available to you through that inner journey, inner discovery. Mm -hmm. And that's when things started to really make sense. Yeah. So what are your origins? <laughs> I know, like we think of time, you know, when we think about millions of years ago, eons of years ago, when, you, when you're in another dimension, time is just yeah it's it's not like all this time ago it's it's concurrent it's happening simultaneously it's um, yeah hmm. well time is just measurement of space right i mean we're just trying to measure space and so when we enter these other dimensional planes i mean the laws of of measurement change they're not the same on earth we have a very specific way of how we're measuring time and it appears to be linear mm. because we're very much physical and we have a sun and an hours and calendar where we have this beginning and end thinking that things are the past but in fact we have access to all of these fragments simultaneously and this is why hypnotherapy works for healing a lot of these psychosomatic roots of illnesses and programs that are causing suffering in our current life we can access some of these memories open up those experiences and heal fragments of ourselves and when we when we transmute the energy and the emotion that is charged in that aspect of yourself it no longer becomes a reference point where you're going back and forth um, you know, and you make, you bring it into the whole essence, you're becoming whole. 
As a matter of fact, one of the things that I realized through this you know, process as, as we are humans, that one of the purposes of incarnating in this planet, in this experience, this temporary moment is to experience what it's like to go from duality into un unity. But we're experiencing that on every dimensional plane, all fragments of ourselves, our ET aspects. And it's not just within individual body, but it's collectively within the races, within the extraterrestrial races. And then as a gigantic multi-dimensional um, multiverse that is one organism that functions within one another. So this is kind of uh, an interesting aspect because when we talk about the hybridization program, the way that we create this hybridization program is through fragments of ourself. Our soul essence is being utilized in order to create another organism. And so there, those are agreements that are made when we come into this dimensional plane through the guise or through the perspective of duality. Yeah. But it's happening on many different planets. Many different ranges many. are actually experiencing that same thing. Yeah. I, well, I've spoken to so many people on the show. And I think, I can't remember who the first one was. It might have been Sherry Wilde. Anyway, uh, where she remembered um, from her ET life perspective, uh, agreeing to have a human life rather than from her soul spiritual perspective and and so uh it's not like we're agreeing to be human just from our soul's perspective we can actually be living lives in other dimensions other planets other universes and then make a decision to come to earth mm -hmm. and have a human experience simultaneously right simultaneously yeah, yeah. so we we extend the part of our consciousness into the human form, which we do from our soul's perspective, but we're obviously so um, connected to that perspective in ET bodies that we can also consciously do that too. It's just wild what's, what's yeah. available. And, uh, and so many yeah, people on earth are doing that at the moment. And they, you know, Susie Hansen calls it her dual soul, like a dual soul perspective where she's here and there and like having this dual experience of two lifetimes, conscious experience, because we're living, you know, all these lifetimes simultaneously anyway, but we're just not conscious of it. Right. And actually that's actually the exact point because the interesting thing is that we, the more that we learn about the laws of creation, how mm -hmm. the laws of the universe function, there are some basic laws. We are very much organic. So we're kind of, we're interfacing and interacting with celestial bodies that also affect, you know, how we are experiencing this moment. But um, when we understand that in the present moment is the only time that we come into our greatest creative power, mm -hmm. the creation activates the intuition activates all of these superhuman senses that are beyond the regular five senses we really begin to awaken this aspect this one fragment of your organism and so the more aspects of us that we begin to awaken through that awareness and and our waking time is only one part of that when we enter the astral plane dream time and even death is when we access those other aspects of ourselves and that's why et contact is very important those that remember et contact are waking up they're waking up aspects of themselves 
and working on those levels, you know, yeah. and bringing forth that information. It's, it's, it's an expression of unity that is occurring mm -hmm. in the non-physical network of information collectively. Mm -hmm. And so this is why this topic is, is so timely right now to talk about ET contact. And it looks like it's coming more online, the whole topic of UFOs. Yeah. And it's important because this Exciting. is a moment where, yeah, we are jump we're jumping forth in the next three years into a moment of advanced technology. And we're not talking about the mechanical technology. We're talking about holographic expressions of creation that come and or, uh, the origin is the human. The mm -hmm. human is the technology. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what will pull us forward. Yeah. You know, the hybridization program is not something that's a current event. It's, it's as you have said in the bio, it's something that's been happening uh, since physical form was on this planet uh you know this god that created the universe <laughs> are like this god that we think is some white dude on a throne can look like a mantid being or a tall gray or you know like or, or a light being so this god because we're all an extension of the source so to say god created the universe is not a lie because we're all god but we come in just a variety of different forms and expressions and awareness and intelligences and this hybridization program has been going on forever you know tweaking mm -hmm. yeah but within the dna structure of the human form and this is something that we're just waking up to was encoded access to absolute brilliance that humans on the most part are completely unaware of and our dna is so special in in respect to many of the dna in other cosmoses and other planets and um, like we have encoded in us just incredible potential and mm -hmm. possibility yeah well it it is it is true i mean the the human body is one of the most advanced biotechnologies in this right. multiverse right okay. one one of them of course there are infinite expressions mm -hmm. of that on but within this realm of creation our our dna something that i discovered through this these um downloads of information is looking at how the cell is moving how our dna is written and how it's a fractal of how the universe is writing its own genetic information so mm -hmm. this organism has a collective genetic just the way the akashic records are the genetic records of all the history on this planet and and, and a snapshot of everything that's happening in the universe around it there, that is like the DNA of this earth and of this time space. But when you go up to other levels of the organism, they also continue to record that. And we are, we have all of that information within our information, within the cells, within the DNA. The DNA functions in a holographic way in which it stores like a crystal, everything that you've been in this and all the other fragments of yourself. We are a fractal of that infinite source that it's experiencing itself through all possibilities. Mm. And so when we talk about epigenetics, for example, in DNA reprogramming, we're looking at not just how our organism works individually but how we work as a collective human race mm -hmm. what we are surrounding with what we put into the body what we ingest what we do what we feel is affecting what we're co-creating mm -hmm. and so as soon as we understand the dynamics of creation we begin to really have a better understanding of how we can heal illnesses how we can um 
not just heal uh, our physical bodies, but our entire ancestral lineage from the mother and father side. We are repeating cyclical ancestral programs that define the families in which we're in. Those are the agreements that we make to come into these families. And so we have an opportunity, you know, to provide healing through us, through this body, through the vessel and the memory that is stored within it. Absolutely. This is something I talk about on the shows and in my groups all the time. Uh, You know, as difference makers, our own personal healing is not just about me and my life. It's actually about all time and space. It's our ancestral lineage, both past and future, because we're all connected. Like we can talk about we're one energetically, but we're one biologically as well. So, yeah. 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 So in 2013, when you had the sort of contact or abduction, um, basically you'd been having them all your life, but that was a that was given to you on a conscious remembering mm-hmm. level. So the thing that amazes me, and I was talking about this to clients yesterday, is as humans, we are just starting to understand the agility, our mental capacity, and how we can block off and accentuate you know streams of consciousness and the ets have this agility in that they can take you and wipe your memory and then put you back and you have like that is amazing power isn't it Mm -hmm. so if there was any nefarious intention it would be a lot worse because they have that sort of power i think they do that to protect us as we live our human lives so it doesn't interfere with our human lives and who we think or think we are as humans and the personality and the family and the social background uh so so what did you learn about that when when you had the awareness that this was happening yeah so uh what did i learn oh my gosh i went through major existential crises in the beginning of course because in 2013 it was a conscious experience however Um, I began to recognize through that experience other times in my life when I had had those kinds of experiences and it began to make sense. I remembered this repetitive memory that would never leave my mind and we we call them anchor memories um, that as a child, uh, this brilliant white light would come into the room and then I had missing time. And then the next thing I remember, I'm in my bed. Then at the age of 16, I'm in South America. I lived in South America for a couple of years. And uh, coming home from teaching English, you know, after school, I'm walking down a cobblestone. And next thing I know, I miss time again. I'm brought into the darkness and I find myself in bed. And late, and I uh, had these symptoms of becoming pregnant, even though I was virgin at the time. Um, and going to the doctor and finding these cysts in ovarian cysts that were of a woman that already had children and they had scar tissue, um, you know, and so that I began to really look at that and be like, oh, okay, now I'm starting to understand if there are children, that's because I had children somehow at some time. And I would become pregnant several times in my life when I was not partnered. And then the fetus would disappear. And that's kind of the emotional roller coaster that would happen, um, you know, throughout the life. And this is what I work with women around the world and men as well to have these experiences that are, you know, it's it's very shocking and it's very emotional because you go through the process of having uh, pregnancy, and of course that's an emotional roller coaster in itself, hormonally. 
Um, but for the medical industry to not be able to provide any support or understanding around what's happening can be very confusing. And a lot of people end up with PTSD because it's hard to make the connection. We don't have a society that allows us to make a connection between the physical, medical, and the spiritual or etheric aspects of ourselves. And that's missing for a lot of our healing. And, um, and it wasn't until um, I had the hypnotherapy, there, there was even a time that I became ill and I had this foreign amoeba that had entered the body. The doctor could not identify it. He said, if I didn't take a medication, I would die in two months. And um, my body rejects all chemicals. I cannot take any drugs of any kind. I don't drink alcohol, caffeine, because my body just can't handle it. And this is also another interesting symptom that I've seen in many experiencers. They do not have the ability to sustain those kinds of chemicals. And what resulted is that within one day to the next, they became completely healthy again. And, and the amoeba was gone. And, you know, my, my doctor really said, well, you know, that's great. You're great. And, and that's it. We leave it at that, right? So when I had the hypnotherapy, I immediately revisited these, these memories and it took me into the suppressed memories, what experiencers experience. And as you mentioned, it is to protect our mind because obviously we're not uh, prepared to merge this non-physical reality into our physical. So a lot of these memories are kind of, uh, you know, hidden and so when they begin to arise, you begin to realize marks that were on bodies, you know, uh, physical uh, things that happened to you as a result. Now, it's not to say that all of these experiences are completely of the light. There is darkness, of course, as in everything. We live in a dualistic reality. And what I've understood now after, through my experiences, through becoming a hypnotherapist in order to understand how hypnotherapy worked and how that therapy could contribute or hinder working with experiencers, because that was my number one question. And I began to work with people that kept telling me the same stories over again, the same symptoms, the same experiences, the same side effects, both men and women. So there is definitely something here that is not just in the etheric or occurring in dream time. It is something that is being felt and experienced through the physical body. And the astral plane is a gateway to affect the physical body as well. So some of these experiences are occurring on the astral plane. Now, on the more terrestrial side of it, there is very much an agenda for the hybridization and also uh, cloning programs that are done by the government as well. And we know some of these experiences in my lab and stuff like this, um, in which uh, you know genetic information is being taken. But my most important question about hearing that and also experiencing firsthand those experiences, what what is it that makes our material so incredibly important? And it is this understanding that our DNA is not just the immediate information that governs the physical body. It is what is in the junk DNA, which we still have yet to understand how to read, that provides a snapshot, uh, snapshot into what is occurring galactically, interdimensionally in the other levels of our expression of this, uh, you know, multidimensional body. And so this is kind of like the currency. It's the currency of the past. It's the currency of the present. It is what is exchanged is that information. And more so than that, 
that information is a holographic, one holographic expression of the infinite source of the life force that runs through us, which is the soul, through uh, creating another life through the hybridization program, it is a part of this soul expression that is now, you know, seeding life. And it depends on the agenda, but those beings will be carried out to carry out whatever it is they're doing. And some of these hybrids are coming in for lower agenda programs um, utilized in many different ways. And some of these are utilized to be reinserted in the reincarnation cycle. And I can explain those a little bit more um, Karen, but you had a question. Oh gosh, there's so much here. There's so much here. As part, as far as nefarious forces sort of attacking us, and you know, not you say not everybody is is of the light. Um, from what I understand from my guides, is that well, everything's from the light, even if we deem it to be evil, <laughs> because right. there's only one source uh, with different. But there are different agendas, and some agendas you might not agree with, and so then we say, well, that's not of the light. But Earth has been quarantined for a very long time because we've been in such a uh, low state of awareness and intelligence, even though we think we're pretty, you know, hot as humans. And so the nefarious forces that are operating in our world are not coming from extraterrestrials. They're coming from within our world. They're coming from the human minds that, you know, and these human minds are like, we can see them as evil, but if you think about, you know, science scientists just want to know. And in that search for, understanding they might do horrible things to people and this has happened throughout history to the scientists they were just like discovering things and not sort of caring about the care of the people that they're experimenting on and this is sort of happening throughout the cosmos really but with all of it there is a soul agreement even the child that was abused in a death camp had an agreement at some point, you know, on some level of being, not from the conscious human perspective, but from the soul right. perspective, that they would experience that. Well, everything is a cause and effect. I mean, if we understand the laws of creation, what what is the source is the source of, of everything. I mean, it's a spectrum of light, right? So it, it has shades that are darker, shades that are lighter, and we're just experiencing all of that in this dimensional plane because we're here to experience duality. So it's part of that. And in that expression of duality, there is exchanges that are occurring. And what happens when consciousness within some organism is not accepting their consciousness, they reject their own consciousness, and that's all free will, that's okay for them to do that, it becomes parasitic. So it feels that it has to take from something outside of itself in order to continue surviving. So this is what we're dealing with in this expression of, of this dualistic expression. And these entities and beings that are rejecting their own consciousness, then they exercise their free will in experiencing that parasitism. But we also embody that parasitism ourselves oh, when we reject our own consciousness, when we don't love ourselves, when we yeah. uh, are unaware or choose not to be aware of what we are. Yeah. We also begin to take from those around us. And so this is what's happening on these higher levels with the hybridization program as well. So what does that tell us about ourselves and choices that we're making and the free will? 
free will is only available to those that remember that they have that. Yeah. And so that's what we're dealing with right now in this current timeline as well. The people that are looking to wake up, the people that want to experience this light, this love, this creative life force expression that creates balance, when they become aware of it, they can then know how to choose and navigate and discern who and what to interact with. And that has to occur not just in waking time, but again, dream time, uh, astral plane, and even preparing for death. And that's something that the ancients have been exercising since Egypt, since the very beginning of time, is the preparing of the mind and body for death. Because that is actually when we detach from the physical body is when we become more accessible to many things. Those things are accessible to us and we are accessible to them. But if we don't train and learn how to navigate those planes, um, anything can happen, right? So it's a matter of learning the laws of exchange that happen. And with that token, we can also end some of these uncomfortable experiences. Those that have been having fearful experiences can begin to break those contractual agreements. And how do you break them? We have to shift our vibrational frequency. It's an inner alchemy that has to occur, lowering the vibration that makes you a match to that experience in order for you to experience something higher, something different. And um, it's not so much about trying to compartmentalize or judge things from good or bad, Mm -hmm. because there really is no good or bad. It's just a a shade of that range. It's an expression Mm -hmm. of that, right? So the more we, and we're seeing this fractal, we see it universal, we see it in our families, we see it in ourselves, and Mm -hmm. we see it in our government, Mm -hmm. as well as all these opposing forces that we're experiencing right now. It's in our hands. Mm -hmm. When we wake up, we now have the choice and discernment to know how to navigate those things. And um, I think that's one of the most important takeaways of this, you know, this entire experience. Absolutely. On the most part, humans think that uh, the way they think and feel is determined by what's happening in their life. So there's no conscious awareness that not only are they creating the physical universe around them, but they're creating they're creating that through decision and choice of stream of consciousness, thought or choice of feeling. And this is something that even the most conscious person still struggles with. So, you know, a client said to me yesterday, I woke up feeling bad and nothing terrible is happening in my life. So I don't know why I'm feeling bad. And I'm like, well, why you're feeling bad is because of what you're thinking. It's not like life has to happen to you in order for you to feel you're Mm -hmm. feeling because of what you're thinking. So let's look at what you're thinking. And yeah, this is just taking back that power of being deliberate in choice of consciousness. It's so important. And you know what else I wanted to add to that, because it it really plays a role. I have the same thing with my clients. They say the same thing. And and we all experience that. Everything is cyclical, by the way. Some people think, you know, they reach the highest point. And then when they start seeing themselves drop, they start to feel bad or guilty or shame or something like this. Everything is cyclical. And there's never really going back. We are all collectively moving. The way that the entire universe is, is it's constantly rotating, moving and ascending everything is transforming through that ascension. And when we are uh, working with, um, uh, you know, dealing with these kinds of memories that are trying to suppress, there was something that I wanted to tell you really important about what you just said. And now I lost my train of thought. It'll come back. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, it was about um, what you were taught. What did you just say, Karen, before we started doing this? Talking about how we're not consciously aware of how we're creating our reality through the choices we make in our thinking and the way oh, we yes. feel. Mm-hmm. I remember. Thank you so much. Um, is uh, the effect of celestial bodies, because we are very much these organic beings, but we're also interconnected to so many things around us. But another element that was really interesting about this layer of free will and where free will fits in was, okay, uh, we have a choice to discern what we're experiencing, but then what about celestial bodies? What about our astrological signs? What about movements of the moon and the sun and all these things? We can't just say that we're completely you know, disconnected from those things and they don't affect us. In fact, they do play a role. And more than that, in, in the hierarchy of consciousness, there is an organization to that through archetypes of our personalities and expressions of consciousness that we're here to experience in this earth plane. And what I've discovered through the deprogramming of these programs, not just in this lifetime, but all lifetimes, which they are repetitive, that you can transcend and transcend your astrological signs. You can transcend your connection to those bodies and come into a state of neutrality. And that is actually the most powerful creative state for us to be in and where we access unconditional love and that connection to that source. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. This is so true. It's something I've said for years because I studied astrology for a long time when I was young. And then as I moved in my exploration journey expansion journey i realized that we're not determined by the astrological chart or the numerological chart it has an influence like the weather so it can rain or it can be sunny and then we can make a choice how we experience that like am i sad because it's raining and happy because it's sunny Um, or am i sad because it's sunny and um, happy because it's raining because we've been in drought you know like so there is influence and then we meet that influence with with purpose with deliberate we can meet that deliberately how am i choosing to experience this uh much like our astrological influences or yeah all our influences past life influences genetic influences uh yeah subconscious influences like i can meet it with understanding and awareness rather than being sort of battered by by the yeah beaten up by them so with your experience obviously discovering this kind of was shocking and then as you went into realizing that there was an agreement in place and that your soul had agreed to this what did you discover about your I'm going back to a question I asked you a while ago about who you are and why you came to earth like Mm -hmm. what was the agreement that you made from your multi-dimensional aspect So there were many agreements and many parts of my fragments that had become awake through that meditation work, which means that they were carrying out what they believed they were supposed to do on those dimensional planes. Um, And I was presented with many councils of many different kinds, councils of eight, councils of 13 that came forth and requested and wanted to interact in that way through channeling information and to, um, you know, providing uh, healings or just activities in that way. Um, But I kind of wanted to dive deeper into that and question these interactions and the exchanges, you know, um, and I began to uh, notice that just as we are exercising our discernment and our free will, 
when we make agreements with anything, there's always a cause and effect. And so what I realized is that we are all collectively experiencing unity and we are interdependent with one another. These races, all these manifestations that we know as races are interdependent in the healing that we're doing in this body. So the most important thing is that we come in, we come online, because when we're not online, we are going more towards the artificial intelligence, which is more mechanical. It just responds to things and it goes into hypnosis through the activities that are happening in our everyday life. And when you break away from that, reaching towards the organic is actually where we find the truth and the laws of creation of not just our dimension, but other dimensional planes. So these exchanges that occur with one another, when you are in a state of that awareness, can happen on a higher level and affect broader um, broader reach of your own dimensionality because again we are one even you and i have a relative just 2000 years ago our genetic information binds us into one human race but also holographically into other races that we are um, accessing and when i in 2018 i had a near-death experience that kind of catapulted me even deeper into an understanding of these navigating these planes um, because i was taken into that tunnel of white light and i began to notice that even in that tunnel of white light um, there was this choice we are just the collection of choices you know every single moment is because we're creative we are pure creation so everything that we do in our waking day is either creation or destruction, which is also a creation. It's just a different kind of creation, you know? And so I was, I was met with my ancestors and I was met with family members that gave the option of either uh, leaving this planet at that time or coming back and finishing some work. And I opted to return because it would have taken me in a different direction. Now, remember, this is just one fragment of all your other fragments. So what I realized is that we can actually heal all the fragments. And that's kind of where our spiritual work is, is operating on another plane. Through our meditation, through our emotions, we access these fragments because, again, they are imprints. Even though on other dimensional planes, emotion, emotional ranges are different than ours, the root program is can be accessed through the physical body, through our repetitive cycles that we have through our ancestral lineage. So it is a matter of coming into a unity, not just internally within the feminine and masculine aspects of yourself, but to um, create the law of creation in earth is the law of three. Feminine and masculine unite in order to create life. So we are creating, men and women are, are experiencing that. And in these higher planes, um, all these races are uniting on the higher level as one organism, like cells. There are different cells of different parts of this organism that are collaborating, exchanging information through whether it's genetics or through this emotional evolution or the transmutation of that evolution. So this is kind of like where we're at now. And the idea is to try to bring unity as much as possible in every part of our expression and every part of our language of creation. Um, yeah. So your intention was to 
create more unity awareness i suppose uh, yes but yeah. but but this is this is on a practical level within the physical body there is there is a certain way to do that right um it is working with the alchemy of the body where you transmute the lower emotions lower ex expressions into the higher expressions of yourself the laws of creation that when you tap into that you activate your intuition you activate a, a homeostasis in the body a health a balance in the body that helps flow and you begin to interact with your environment in a completely different way it's almost as if you're creating with what is around you instead right. of fighting it or resisting it or rejecting what's happening. Right. So we are, we are very much self-organizing, self-healing organisms that are just, um, you know, quite, quite powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So as far as your agreement for the hybridization program, your, your, um, your intention there was to, I don't know, upgrade DNA in different species um, like what was the intention yeah. there like why some, some of mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. some of these agreements were made in times of less conscious aspects of myself and so some of them contributed to more um uh lower vibration agendas some of them are in higher vibrational agendas what what i uh tend to believe about these exchanges is that when we come into our free will um, and we are aware of that, the exchange changes. It's not about this uh, prolonging life sustaining within these current dimensional planes. It's about being able to expand and experience other expressions. And so um, the idea is that some of these uh, parts of me are being reincarnated and in, inserted into the timelines, which we can identify as future, but they're simultaneous, of course. Mm -hmm. And that now the waves of children that are coming in mm -hmm. are holding patterns of information that are to uh, bring the future into the next phase of evolution, which is both technological and it's this, this thing, organism is advancing, right? It's changing. Mm -hmm. And all of these topics that we're talking about, self-healing, free will, all these things are now going to become a norm and elevate into that next platform of existence. And, yeah. you know, many planets are experiencing different levels of that. Mm -hmm. So souls that leave the planet will now ascend to a different uh Experience. Yeah. Um, so the idea is that all all that have these hybrid children, um, you can choose to end some of these uh, lower vibrational contracts by breaking those contracts and reintegrating the fragments of your soul from those experiences. Um, and so what we become are these kinds of little cleaning, generating uh, life force um, beings you know, that we're doing this on many planes. And so that's the idea. And so through the hybridization program, it's just one of many levels of creation that we're becoming aware of. Mm -hmm. So this Absolutely. work is, it's never ending, you know, it's never ending because we're constantly evolving. And that can be kind of hard for the human to kind of integrate because we think our life is very finite, you know, we yeah. have to end up and that's it. Um, but we need to start to train to look beyond that because that's actually where the real life or this, uh, you know, extra life is actually occurring. 
yeah, we're moving in time and space. We're moving. We're rocketing through the universe, spinning at um, unseen, uh, you know, speed. And, um, you know, when you speak to Nassim Haramain about how we're on this exponential, like, rocket ship called planet Earth that is moving through the cosmos mm-hmm. and there's no stopping us. There's no going back. Uh, and, you know, I had Garnet Schulhauser in the Inner Sanctum this week. And uh, he was talking about 5D Earth is an experience that is already in place. 5D Earth exists in time and space as a physical human planet experience. And we're acclimating to that frequency as opposed to creating a new world. We're acclimating to the new world that already exists. And as I thought about that, I thought about all the consciousness teachers here, you know, what are we doing? We're actually teaching people how to live in this new world if you choose to go there so in this new world where you know your dna is activated your telepathic and intuitive abilities are online you're in you're a space-based race you're in communication with other life forms throughout the cosmos and so you know you and me and all the other consciousness teachers are like preparing people for when this shift happens that they will find themselves in this on this timeline in this other dimension and uh yeah yeah. the shift is happening i mean in my opinion it's happening it's been happening and it's i don't think it's a separate dimension i think we i mean we're constantly moving in and out of many dimensions infinite dimensions at all times anytime that our thought accesses some higher being we're tapping into that dimension so anytime that we begin to tap into extrasensories, we're leaving the three-dimensional physical plane, entering fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensional plane. So I think we need to get used to the idea that we're moving through many dimensions. When we see a ghost, we're tapping into that uh, dimensional plane, you know, because the idea that we're leaving, we need to ground that. The only way that we're going to be able to access our multidimensionality is through the work of the physical body and the emotions too, which is really important mastering the centers of the body the main seven centers of the body are holographic projections that are interacting with the world around you and those dimensional planes so we're interacting and creating in those spaces the root chakra sacral and solar are the ones that manage the physical plane and it's also how uh if we're not conscious can be parasitically utilized against us right so if we understand those laws, we begin to first observe what's happening in the body, the emotions that are happening now, feelings of helplessness, um, feelings of thinking that you know we're not good enough or not loving or what it, whatever the feeling is. We need to understand what that's about. And that is the gateway. It is a portal, energetic portal that opens you up to ancestral repetitive lineages from the origin of time, which is Mm -hmm. what you're here to do. As an incarnation, you have an option to really heal and end a lot. A lot of my clients are ending uh, lineages. And I think it's a cleanup that's been happening for the past couple centuries, that lineages that are more parasitic are ending in order for something new to take place. Mm. And this is just, uh, this is probably um, a part of this earth and what is needs to be experienced at this time. Other earths might be experiencing parallel lives and parallel aspects of those. But our job here is to clear that up 
And we're not only healing ourselves, but the children, we are healing the children because your children take on everything that you haven't healed, everything that you haven't evolved. They're also holding on in the subconscious mind. So the deprogram has to happen from the inside out. Mm. Um, We're healing our parents and our, you know, family members as well. So this is how we come into that unity consciousness. It's by understanding that the effects of of the work that you're doing on yourself affects the entire organism. And we are co-creating, therefore, a new environment. You know, this is that this 5D or this idea of this, you know, evolved consciousness state that we're coming into. Yeah, yeah, we're creating it or we're aligning with it. Yeah, as you talk about the children, so every child has done that who's ever been born has taken on that subconscious programming, both yeah. from their um, you know, DNA lineage, their uh, genetic lineage, and then cultural lineage, religions and social lineage. And uh, it's up to the next generation to be aware of it. And then the next generation to be aware of it. And as you become aware of it, now you have choice. So am I going to continue this or am I going to change? So you see that throughout history, you know, like people born into very strict religious families and maybe they're born gay and they want to transgender and this is not okay inside this family. So there's a choice there. Do I toe the line and and agree with like my church and mum and dad or do I live my life and change it and break the chains of the old paradigm? So, yeah, we've seen this throughout history and it's just continuing and expanding and expanding yeah. and continuing and expanding. It's kind of exciting, yeah. isn't it? It's very exciting. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's, it's all good. All that is is where it needs to be. You know, we always think that we need to be somewhere else or things need to be different. But the closer we get to the organic and nature, nature, which sustains this organism in its highest peak operating, um, you know, that's where we can come into health and pulling away from this artificial. We don't want to be artificial. Getting back to something that you said, I love the image of every point of consciousness, be it human form or human planet or extraterrestrial form or extraterrestrial planet or or spaceship or uh, universe is all a cell in a greater organism, you know, just like the cell, the skin cell is this tiny sort of point of consciousness in a greater organism. And we're all, yeah, so like the body of God. I think Neil Donald Walsh said to remember is to once again rejoin the body of God, to become, Mm -hmm. to remember, to become a member of the body of God. And that body of God is just like all that is really, isn't it? That we're, yeah, yeah. that even that earth is like a cell in a greater organism. Yeah. In fact, in, in, in one of these sessions, what I saw is that planets are, the end point of evolved human souls Mm -hmm. when the soul becomes unity and becomes one with all of itself it integrates into this spherical shape the sphere is very important in our understanding it's it's kind of like the it's the natural expression of how life force is moving and expressing itself so we we see that in our body Our, our organism is actually huge we have many layers of our body that expand out and into other dimensions and the planet Earth is the same. And we are cells of the Earth. And, and the Earth has its own history. It's mm-hmm. integrated itself and is experiencing Earth being a planet, in other mm-hmm. words. 
Mm. uh, So I I thought that was very interesting because it's almost as if we're evolving, never ending into different shapes and forms of consciousness. Yeah. Never ending choice of experience and expression. Like Garnet was saying uh, during the week that in his next book, he talks about visiting a parallel earth where the pandemic had happened. Uh, but it had happened in an earlier time in history. I don't know how many years earlier, but it had been an earlier time in history. And as they evolved out of the problem, as they looked into the problem and then evolved out of the problem, what came out of it was teleportation. And Mm -hmm. so that the earth that he experienced was in a stage where teleportation was a thing. And so cars and planes no longer existed. You didn't need you know, any sort of propulsion like rocket propulsion or anti-gravitic propulsion. It's basically a beam me up, Scotty, sort of experience. <laughs> and, yeah. and that sort of evolved out of humans looking into how to overcome this pandemic that we're experiencing now. So the mind boggles to think that what we can experience as we look into solutions for the problems that planet earth is you know what what next what else we can develop as we look into solutions both conscious solutions and scientific solutions i suspect yeah. Oh yeah, I think what's coming next in our is a major uh, technology that will come out in the public. I think a lot of the reasons why the conversations are are being accepted about UFOs and this kind of technology is that something new is coming online. Um, but again, uh, how that will be used, you know, we'll see how that's used. But it's up to us to understand that we don't depend on any kind of technology. We are right. completely self-governing organisms that can heal, that can create. And the more we connect with the gifts and abilities to to carry that out, we're prepared for any kind of shift that happens in the physical Earth plane. Because right. we're in we're in for many more changes in the next three years. We are yeah. adjusting, and more that we become comfortable with the idea of extraterrestrials per se or interdimensionals, however you want to look at them. Mm. Um, you know, the easier the next couple of years will be. Think. absolutely you know i've been talking yeah. sort of aliens all the time and my daughter just gets so angry with me and she's like i'm not interested i wish you'd stop talking about it why do you talk about it so much and i said to her because in your lifetime this is going to be your reality look i you know yeah. disclosure has been something that's been bandied around so many years you know i think to myself am i actually going to see it happen in my lifetime or 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 not but i th- i feel like you know this year with what's happening in the mainstream media Yes, I am going to see it in my lifetime. But in her lifetime, it'll become a part, you know, we'll be be a space-based race. It'll become a normal part of life. And I was saying that to a couple of young people that were filming her, uh, filming her for a documentary series. And um, she gets embarrassed about mum talking about aliens all the time. And so she was off filming and I'm chatting to this other gorgeous young man, 28 years. And he reveals that he'd gone onto his um, uncle's farm and done ayahuasca experiences and saw the unity of all life. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it blew his mind. So me talking about <laughs> aliens and That's ETs. So funny. <laughs> like, she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry that my crazy mother is talking to you. But he's like, no, this is totally fascinating. And he said the same thing. Why are you so interested in it? And I said, because in your lifetime, it, it will be a reality, you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, wow. Yeah. Just waking people up on a, yeah, just, just keep fantastic. talking just to all those people listening. Don't yeah. hide your woo-woo ways. Don't hide mm-hmm. your conversations, mm-hmm. like say them openly and, 
in public and to people who think you're crazy and they're skeptics, like keep talking, just keep talking about it, spreading it. Yeah. Yeah. The kids that are coming are incredible. You know, the kids that are incarnating each wave of child. I mean, I work with a lot of children and it's so beautiful to see them. I mean, sometimes with my adult clients, it takes like hours to be able to recognize what love feels like for a lot of us that, you know, we have never felt love before. But these children, they are able to tap into pure form emotions because mm-hmm. they haven't been tainted or programmed over, you know, with fears yet. So it's just really beautiful. We can learn a lot from that, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I know. The, the children, I so love the children. Oh, it's just, yeah. All right, where are we going to go from here? I think that um, we've kind of done, there's so much more we could talk about. Uh, so so in the High Self Expo, we're, t- we're discussing where science meets spirituality and, and you are well-versed in that. You know, in the last one, you did an amazing um, presentation on it. Uh, I just wish that, I just wish that this, technology and this education was taught in universities and schools and um, it'll happen one day it'll happen but it's up to sort of expos like and you know teaching online youtube things because i see you're teaching all this stuff on um on your youtube channel so you you were privy as you had this awareness and remembering you sort of like your um, that sort of scientific perspective of understanding scientifically the way the cosmos works and de- it sort of just came online didn't it it's like you didn't yeah. go to university to to learn this stuff not at all you went to the universe city <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly which is very interesting because some of these names that i was talking about countries these things that were happening I mean, I never even researched or read about them previous to that. So it was a pure download of information. And even to this day, when I look back, I find that very fascinating because I don't only see it in myself. I see it in my clients that go through hypnotherapy. They're downloading things that they've never even read about or heard. Why? Because we're, we have it within us. It's in our, us, it's in our DNA and we're tapping into the collective And the beautiful thing about that is a confirmation that all truths, when we are confused, when we need guidance and to discern what's right and wrong, can be found within through that connection to the infinite, right? And so you you begin to look at all this stuff, this information that comes through. And what, what I decided to do was to research and see if I was going crazy and if I was making things up or if there was a background to this. And I mean, it was unbelievable. I went through yet another level of re-educating myself, all of my ideas of history, of religion, of the government, of the financial institutions that run the world began to understand. And these are things that I uh, saw. I mean, I saw this very small family or group of family that ran all of the world and all the businesses in the world. And so I went to do research and there was this man that had researched and followed all the money trails and found that 147 companies own all of the companies on the world. And those are run by specific families that have preserved their lineage through history. And when I followed their lineages back to the origin, I was able to trace them all the way back to the presidencies, back to the royal family, back to Mesopotamia, to the Vatican. I mean, all of these ancient, ancient families that have, we've literally originated from an an origin And it made me understand that we are descendants of that lineage. And this is where I started to, I 
I spoke the word Nephilim. Uh, um, these Anunnakis came up in the session. I had no idea what they were. I read the Book of Enoch, read the Emerald Tablets, and that's when things started to make sense to me. And I understood, okay, so this is actually out there. This is actually something yeah. that many people tap into. Yeah. And the lineages of these three main bloodlines, a red, a blue, and, and, a, and, a, and a green reptilian lineage, a Pleiadian blue lineage, and a Middle Earth lineage that names itself as one of the main religions in our world um, were actually the creators of the matrix they are designers of this matrix and many planets operate and create their worlds based on this exact uh, model which is right. very interesting right and i yeah. always think uh, bless them for creating it like there are so many people yeah. who become aware of it and they're like curse them because you know we're suppressed and controlled and we're not free and we're in jail and there's you know prison planet earth and there's all this stuff out there on the internet and i think if you think of yourself as a soul as infinite intelligence free soaring you know like as this beam of light that can experience anything in the anything you know, coming to planet Earth to experience the control and contraction is a choice. Just like when you go to the, you know, Wonderland or Lunar Park, we call it here. And then there's the horror show. Like, why do you enter the horror show? You go to be scared to, you know, to experience. <laughs> so it's like you've got to bless right. the person that created the House of Horrors because you could have that experience. And that's what I think of, um, yeah, planet Earth. I mean, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of an Eden that has all these, you know, protocols, constraints and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, so, an, it's an illusion it's a matrix it really is a matrix yeah. right and so i mean and the only way that we we understand the laws of physics is is through that fusion through that compression is where this diamond is created is through that right. pressure right and it, that that's true chemically in the body and that's actually one of the things that i'm going to talk about at the higher self expo okay. is how chemically through that fusion that is created is the transformation that is possible and it happens right. in organically in the physical body it happens when we're healing something in the body and it happens collectively which is what we're going through right now we're going yeah. through fusion yeah. and we need that fusion that contrast of this dualistic expression to get to the next you know yeah part. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm going to bring up one more topic. Yeah. I don't know if I'll keep it in or not, but because <laughs> this is not live, but it was something that was discussed on in the Inner Sanctum with Garnet. You know, what is your perspective on the vaccine as the cure to the current, like, as you as you speak about how we're creators of our own reality and that we have the consciousness power to shift our DNA and, and create healing in the body. Mm -hmm. Do we need an external source in the form of a syringe and being injected into our bodies in order to save us from, you know, something? Well, um, here's what I think. I think that uh, for in ancient times up until now, one thing that the human race has been, has proven is its resilience and its ability to um, adapt and to quickly evolve. And when organisms, this is historically and scientifically proven, um, understand the mechanisms of their body for healing, there is nothing outside that is necessary to heal. Right. We are not a match, it, we are vibration, 
we are energy before anything else. And so when these bodies are sustaining the vibrational frequency for health inside out, the illusion or the matrix and the physical things that exist outside of you are simply not a match to you because you are in a state of neutrality. When you're in resistance, you create a lot of friction and therefore you are lowering into that physical manifestation. And then probably you require assistance. Mm-hmm. But the way that I look at healing and health right now is a very clear, and there is so much um, research on um you know, our healing abilities from pranic research and how pranic healing assists us all the way to the placebo effect and how things have been cured. Um, So in my opinion, uh, we are self-governing and self-healing. And my, my invitation is that we find the ways to embody that. Yeah sooner than later, because it's not like uh, artificial viruses and other things won't continue coming out as they have always been. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that I was shown was a library of Alexandria and how they were researching illnesses and the causes of those illnesses and the healing aspects of those illnesses. We've known that since the beginning of life of origin, Mm -hmm. illness is something that is part of this experience of duality it's inserted into the human race it's Mm -hmm. not an organic expression of that okay it occurs as a result of imbalance you know so um that's something that we're experiencing uh so that that, that's my take that's my take on that yeah perfect (laughs) it's my take as well absolutely perfect you know i was having a chat to my guides after um garnet voiced his point of view And um, my guide said, you know, everything is a placebo effect, really. They said, think of the Ganga River, think of the Holy Ganges. People, millions of people every year bathe in the Holy Ganges, thinking that this, the Ganga will bless her, you know, her being a consciousness body will bless them and bring them health and prosperity. And as they do so, and they bathe and you know, they, they burn their dead in it, they wash in it, they bathe in it with holy ceremony, they, they experience a good outcome. And yet when scientists measure the pollution of the river, it's so yeah. deadly to human life. Right. <laughs> it's Agreed. so full of fecal matter and yes. decaying dead bodies and, and people washing and washing their clothes. And it's just so unbelievably polluted. And yet the experience that most millions of Indians have is that they feel blessed by her. So your thoughts are creating your reality on every level. And depending on what you believe is how you're going to create your reality. So believe Mm -hmm. in the virus. Don't believe in the virus. Believe in the vaccine. Don't believe in the vaccine. Your experience will be in accordance with your belief. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Karen. That's amazing. Oh, darling, it's been such a blessing and a pleasure to talk to you. You're just awesome. Here. You're absolutely You're... awesome. I, there's so much more we could go into, but I look forward to your presentation at the Higher Self Expo and anything you're doing, really. Uh, yeah, you've got lots of information to impart to this world. Thanks so thank much you for so being much. It was, Yeah, thank you. It was such a gift to be here. And thank you for the work and your light. And it was great having this level of conversation with you, Karen. Yeah, thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> Blown away by Geraldine Roscoe, aren't you? Blown away. Incredible story. I've seen her interviewed many times. 
uh, and share her story many times. And I've watched the film that we spoke about. Uh, what's it called? Extraordinary, The Seeding. Um, yeah. Uh, so I had some, you know, a, a, an idea of what to expect, but I'm so blown away at her level of awareness and understanding and ability to communicate and teach and, yeah, just blown away. <laughs> by Geraldine she's uh she's doing so much she's doing a lot of things she's a busy gal uh and you know together we're co-hosting with Zane the um higher self expo obviously Zane and Geraldine are doing the eight hours of the US uh, Tanya and Rui Rui in Portugal and Nicholas and I in Australia doing eight hours in the Australasian time zone and uh, it's been fun and um with all the work that she's doing out there that she's got the time to organise this is amazing, really. Blows me away. But Geraldine's story is incredible. Incredible. What did you think about that? What do you think about the hybridisation program? It's interesting. It's, it's fascinating what's out there. Fascinating. Oh, I don't think I'm going to say too much more. I, uh, I've got a lot to say, actually. My guides have been yakking in my head about a whole lot of things that have that's coming to light over the last few weeks and I keep thinking I've got to you know do some do some me just one-on-ones but I might do that separate to this um, you know about what's happening in our world and about how we create our reality and yes I might do a separate separate not at the end of the show do a separate one so thanks for watching and <laughs> remember to subscribe and share the shows if uh Share the shows, share the shows. I was just telling Geraldine that since I turned off all the um, uh, advertising that my subscribership on YouTube has plummeted. Um, so it's up to you guys to share the shows because they're not sharing them as much anymore. I could change that thought, I suppose. But anyway, share the shows, be great. And leave your comment, tell me what you think. And have you had any experiences like Geraldine? Have you experienced any awareness of contact or hybridization or speaking to your galactic guides. Mm. Have you noticed your psychic abilities coming more on tap online? Yeah, share your stories in the comments. I'd love to hear from you. So who's coming up in the, we had, as you know, I've just uploaded the uh, show. We had Garnet in the inner sanctum. Who's coming up next month? I don't even know, I've got the, the thing up. Uh, but I'm online teaching deliberate creation every week, as I say. Uh, and I've got lots of people. Oh, I'm having Jen and Dr. Gillian Ross on the shows next week. Oh, Aaron, 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 Aaron Abke is going to be our guest in the Inner Sanctum next month on the 13th, 14th of June. I've had him on the show a couple of times. Just love Aaron, Aaron. He's also one of the speakers in the Higher Self Expo and Zane's done his little live, you know, 15 minute conversation with him on the High Self Expo, if you go to the Facebook page, you can check that out, or the YouTube, check that out with Aaron, what he's going to be speaking about. He's going to be speaking about the law of one and how the law of one speaks about science and spirituality very succinctly. Uh, but yeah, he's going to come as a guest teacher in the Inner Sanctum, so we can quiz him about anything we want, about anything. <laughs> There's no real agenda. They just come, they show up, I sort of introduce them to my little tribe and I sort of start, get the conversation rolling because, you know, me, I've got a million questions I can ask people and then I just open it up and let people ask their questions and quiz them and 
yeah, just introduce them to my little tribe and put up the highlights, as you know, on my show. So that's coming up in June and lots of other amazing people coming up. Uh, Sue Walker is going to come back into the Inner Sanctum, who talks to the Ponte. That was by request from some of the tribe when I said, who of the people I've spoken to on the shows do you want to meet? And they go, ooh, we'd like Sue to come back. So, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, remember to get the book Awakened by Death. <laughs> and I'll do, another, I'll do another talk talking about what's happening in our world, how we create our reality and the placebo effect. We touched on it with Geraldine today. But I'll do another one. Thanks again for watching and listening. Big love to you all. Bye for now.